Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Money and Me. We're talking SREITs today. Singapore Real Estate Investment Trust. They've rebounded 38% from March lows. SREITs rallied in the period from March to June. Retail clients emerging as net buyers and institutional investors as net sellers. So are SREITs now trading closer to their long-term valuations? What does the low interest rate environment mean for SREITs in terms of acquisition? And what does this all mean for you, Ken Fung is Equity Analyst at Morningstar Investment Advisor Singapore. They're a wholly owned subsidiary of Morningstar Inc. Ken covers the REIT sector. Ken, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Hi, Michelle. Good morning. I'm good. What about you? I am doing very well. Happy to talk to you and about SREIT. So tell us, how has COVID-19 impacted this sector, Ken, SREITs? Well, we have seen that the retail REITs were being most affected as most of the shops were closed during the circuit breaker period. Now, with Singapore entering the phase two of the reopening of the economy, Mm. we are seeing that most of the shops are gradually reopening. And for the S REITs, for the retail REITs, we have seen various um, rental support packages being announced by the REITs to support their tenants. Mm -hmm. This will help to alleviate the near-term cash flow burden of their tenants. What we have seen so far is around three to four months of rental relief that has been given to tenants, which includes the passing through of the property tax rebate by the government and also the allowing of the usage of the security deposit to offset some of the rental payment. On top of that, we have also seen an additional one to two months of rental relief that will be given to qualifying SME retail tenants in the form of rental relief and government grant as well. We don't think COVID-19 would have a huge impact on the office and industrial space tenants. Mm. However, as the economic conditions worsen globally in the near term, companies could look at scaling down their operations, deferring expansion, lowering costs and headcount to conserve cash, and also some may face supply chain disruptions. We believe that these impacts are manageable and temporary, and we do not think that this will affect our long-term view on the office and industrial REITs. And what is your long-term view? Are you overweight on office and industrial REITs? We are more neutral to um, slightly overvalued. Neutral to slightly overvalued. Now, what about the retail REITs? Are you looking at Q2 to be a trough quarter for S REITs because of the impact of those rental rebates and deferrals you were talking about? Yes, that that is basically our assumption that uh, the second quarter should be the worst and Mm. we should see some gradual recovery going forward from the um, basically the second half onwards. Yeah. Uh, What do you think about investor interest? Is it likely to remain high in this sector? Yes, I would think so. Given that um, the the REITs are quite attractive, especially for the the retail-related REITs, Mm. their dividend yield is quite um, attractive at current levels. We are talking about like Capital Land More Trust. This year, we are forecasting around 4.3% dividend yield. But if we look forward to next year, we are actually forecasting around 6% dividend yield. 
And the same goes for Suntech REIT as well. This year, we are forecasting around 5%. And next year, we are actually forecasting around 6.4% dividend yield. And with the interest rate being quite low at the moment, I would think that this um, attractive dividend yield would be quite attractive to the retail investors as well. Yeah, I was looking at the dividend yields for July 04 to 05. First read, top of that list of highest yielding real estate investment trusts. First read, dividend yield 10.4%. Cromwell European read at 9.7%. CDL Hospitality Trust 9.1%. Um, hey, what do you think of the low interest rate environment? And we know central banks have pledged to keep interest rates low. What does this mean for REITs? I would think that this would actually benefit them and this would actually sort of strengthen their balance sheet as well, given that the low interest rate environment, it would lower the burden for them to service their debt, especially now when um, some of them are giving um, rental rebate and they might not be getting any rental during this period. So they need to fund fund whatever the interest rate payment that they have mm. themselves. Yeah. So I think that this actually helps them to get through this um, difficult period. I mean, are you expecting SREITs to maybe refinance entire loans because of this low interest rate environment? What we have seen is that they have tried to refinance using this lower interest rate. And we have also seen, um, we have also done some comparison mm. between the interest rate environment um, for, for the SREITs now mm-hmm. versus back in 2007. We have seen that the average interest rate for SREIT under our coverage now is around 2.8%, two point, I would say 2.7, 2.8%, versus back in 20, uh, 2007, it was around 3.7%. So now it's around 1% lower than that time. Incredible. So do you think the acquisitions are going to pick up pace then for these REITs because of these favourable financing conditions? I would think so, but I would expect it to come towards later this year or more towards next year because now what is important for the REITs is that they would like to conserve cash given that uncertainty remains with COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We do not know how long it will last. Yeah. Yes. That's true. All right, I'm speaking with Ken Fung, Equity Analyst at Morningstar Investment Advisor Singapore about S-REITs. So here we are, phase two. What are you seeing in the near, sh- uh, in the midterm, so to speak? Well, in terms of getting into phase two and um, based on some data that has been released from the first weekend of the phase two reopening, we have seen some um, shopping, shopper traffic actually increasing by around 70 to 80 percent during that weekend um, compared to the previous weekend. Mm. So we expect that shopper traffic should gradually recover and also retail sales as well. Gradual recovery, um, this barring a second wave, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, our house view is still that um, we expect the vaccine to be available for high risk population Mm. towards the end of this year and also for broader vaccination in the first half of 2021. And also what we are seeing in terms of what the the REITs are doing to encourage the shopper traffic and also to encourage the retail sales is that an example we have seen in Capitaland Mall, Mm. they have actually launched their own online shopping platform, eCapital Mall, and also their own um, online food ordering platform, Capital Treats, to basically complement the sales of its shopping mall. 
So we view this positively as the initiative for for the malls to help their tenants with the sales. Got it. Uh, what do you think investors need to look out for when they're looking to purchase SREITs in this environment? Well, there are a few key areas that we think that is important. Number one, dividend for this year will be down because of um, COVID-19 and also of those um, rental relief given. But we see that there's limited risk to dividend beyond this year. That said, we also believe that REITs would still pay at least 90% of their taxable income as dividend, although they could delay the distribution up to a year from the end of their financial year end. The other thing that I think that retail investors need to keep an eye on is the probability of a decline in property valuation that could lead to rights issue, which is dilutive. That said, we see that there's limited risk of this happening Mm. as balance sheet is strong compared to back in 2007 levels before the financial crisis. We have seen that leverage for SREITs under our coverage now has an average um, leverage ratio of around, I would say, 36% Mm -hmm. compared to back in 2007 where some REITs actually has a high average um, leverage ratio of above 50%. So currently it's lower and they're also helped by the low interest rate environment. The other thing that um, investors need to bear in mind is there could be potentially a bit more of the rental relief or rental deferment requests by affected tenants, mm-hmm. especially in the retail sector. But we think that with REITs um, having a prudent cash management strategy and also to conserve cash as well as to bring in new concepts like I've mentioned, the online um, shopping and online food ordering um, experience. I think that that should help um, the REITs to survive through this period. Yeah. Are REITs now trading closer to their long-term valuations, Ken? I will say that for the retail-related um, REITs like Capital Land Mall and Suntech REIT, they're actually still at a discount and we are still seeing that um, the valuation is quite attractive for these reads. All right, which leads me to my key question this morning. Where are the opportunities specifically, Ken? Yep. So for the long-term investors who are willing to look beyond COVID-19, we think that Capital Land More Trust and Suntech REIT is quite attractive. We are forecasting an upside, potential upside, for Capital Land More Trust of around 24% and for Suntech REIT of around 20%. For Capital Land More Trust, we think that its merger with Capital Land Commercial Trust is positive and this could result in it being more resilient through market cycles and also it improves its ability to take on integrated developments where commercial development is trending towards. As for Suntech REIT, we expect it to be more resilient throughout market cycle due to its diversified nature where it is exposed to retail, office and convention business and also it is exposed to Singapore and the Australian market as well. In the long term, we think that retail growth would be driven by population growth, growing middle income class, 
in- improvement in consumer sentiment and a favorable supply-demand dynamics. We are also seeing that e-commerce should be um, and, and the retail uh, malls could coexist based on a few reasons. Mm. Number one, the shopping center floor space per capita is still small in Singapore compared to some of the other developed markets. Number two, there's a high population density in Singapore to support footfall. Number three, the non-discretionary and also experiential shopping experience should help to underpin um, retail shopping as well. This is around 40 to 50% of the tenant mix that we are seeing. Hence, we think that the e-commerce and brick and mortar shop could remain and, and could coexist. We have also seen some examples such as Taobao opening up their store in Funan last year mm-hmm. and also Nomad X in uh, Plaza Singapura, which also sells um, some items that you can find online. Yes. Those are a few examples. Exciting. All right, share with us your thoughts on the office sector. Is it nearing an inflection point? DBS uh, Research Group said last month that it is and upgraded its recommendation on capital and commercial trusts to buy from hold. It also raised its 12-month target price on CCT uh, to $1.95 from $1.55 previously. So um, here we are at the beginning of July. Do you think, how do you think the office sector in Singapore is faring? Now? Well, we have a no- more neutral view on the office reach. The reason why we have um, Capital Land Commercial Trust as a buy as well is partly due to the merger with Capital Land More Trust. Mm-hmm. However, if we look at Capital REIT, which we cover as well as a pure play um, office REIT, we are actually neutral on it. Now, we do not, as I said earlier, we do not think that COVID-19 will have huge impact on the office tenants. However, that said, with the increase in telecommuting, that could reduce demand for office space. However, on the flip side of the story is that they need to have an increase in um, social distancing in the office due to COVID-19, which could actually increase demand for the office space. And also to note that there's limited supply coming online between 2020 to 2021. And we could expect uh, there's a possibility of the large supply coming online in 2022 that could be pushed back as well. So I would say net-net, the effect could be more neutral rather than attractive at at this point in time. And we have also seen the grade A office rents, Mm -hmm. which has been up since the first half of 2017 from $8.95 to $11.55 in the fourth quarter of 2019. And what we have seen so far in the first quarter is that there's a slight decline to $11.50. And we expect that this downtrend to continue due to uncertainties from COVID-19. That said, we are still expecting positive rental reversion for the office rates within our coverage, though at a lower rate, as rental rates for expiring leases are well below the current market rents. They are at around 9 to $10. 
Okay, at this point in time, I understand your preference for retail REITs. Um, we've been talking to some analysts who say they, they like industrial REITs because of resilience, which is a key theme of what we've been talking about this morning as well. Um, but analysts saying they prefer industrial REITs because limited telecommuting options, lower rental base, lack of substitution choices. I notice we've talked very little on industrial REITs. What's the house view there? Yeah, we think that the industrial REITs is um, slightly overvalued at the moment. Mm. Given that the share price is actually up since the beginning of the year due to COVID-19, and valuation isn't that attractive. If we compare that to the um, retail exposed REITs, retail exposed REITs is actually down around 15 to 20% year to date, while industrial REITs is um, flat to slightly up this year. So we are, we are seeing the, the difference in terms of valuation between these two um, subsectors. And that is why we think that um, there's more valuation, um, in t- uh, sorry, there's m- it is more attractive mm-hmm. for the retail exposed REITs. This is Money and Me. He's Ken Fung, equity analyst at Morningstar Investment Advisor. They're a wholly owned subsidiary of Morningstar. Ken covers the REIT sector. Um, what do you say to investors who want to accumulate laggard plays that, that have quality assets, Ken? Um, sorry, can you can you come again? I wonder if you can share if you've seen, you know, what are some laggard plays that investors can continue to accumulate? I would think that um, they could still prefer the retail exposed REITs. And as I've pointed out earlier, they are down around 15 to 20% this year. And that is where we see the valuation is attractive. And that is with Capital Land More Trust and Suntech REIT. And when is, it, when is a good time to enter the REIT space if they haven't already done so, Ken? I would think now is still a good time, given that they are expected to report their results sometime later this month, which we could see the the worst of the um, second quarter impact. And then it should gradually recover from the, basically in the second half this year. I like it when we end on a happy note like that. Ken, thank you so much for your time and joining us in Money and Me this morning. Thank you. He's Ken Fung, Equity Analyst for Morningstar Investment Advisor. This has been Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.